Our first reading is from Hebrews, that sermon of old. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. And then from Luke, this is from the message. Then Jesus entered and walked through Jericho. There was a man there, his name was Zacchaeus, the head tax man and quite rich. He wanted desperately to see Jesus, but the crowd was in his way. He was a short man and couldn't see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus when he came by. When Jesus got to the tree, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest in your home. And Zacchaeus scrambled down out of the tree, hardly believing his good luck, delighted to take Jesus home with him. This is the word of the Lord. Zacchaeus, delighted to have Jesus come home with him. Well, did you ever wonder what Zacchaeus' wife had to say about that? I mean, really, all of a sudden, the Lord, the, the long-awaited God is in flesh, is coming to her house. I mean, does she always have the house clean? Is it, is she always has a banquet prepared, ready for that distinguished guest? Or, I mean, without cell phones, do you think that Zacchaeus sent a runner to say, Honey, the, there's the, the Lord, the Messiah, the Anointed One, like, um, like he is coming now. I don't know if his... Marriage survived that. It doesn't say anything about that in here. Tom did that once. <laughs> My boss and his wife are coming for dinner tonight, dear. What? I'm afraid that I was not especially gracious and he probably paid for it, and I'm sorry, Tom. Uh, he was out on the, on the yard, the jungle, mowing it and edging it and making sure that the, the sidewalks were clean. And while I was inside, like, slamming doors closed to close off rooms and, and making sure that at least the top stuff was dusted. And then there's the meal. And you know me and cooking. Hospitality anxiety is a real thing. <laughs> Suddenly, someone is coming, and they're coming now, and we are not ready. So we're going to do something a little out of the ordinary here. Don't freak out. Um, just gather in groups of two or three and introduce yourselves, because we're a hospitable church, and ask one another, discuss where you are on the hospitality anxiety scale. Ten is really bad. When whoever it is, blank, 
could be anyone, but particularly blank, when blank is coming in 30 minutes. Okay, go. Don't leave anyone out. From the sound of it. From the sound of it, I think we all have, have some stories about hospitality anxiety. That's good. Thank you for sharing. I hope no one let, got left out. So last week on Facebook, I, I saw a post um, that was, it was called Scruffy Hospitality, and it got my atten attention and imagination. And Reverend Jack King had coined the phrase, and this is what he says about it. Scruffy hospitality means that you're not waiting for everything in your house to be in order before you host and serve friends in your home. Scruffy hospitality means that you hunger more for good conversation and serving a simple meal of what you have than worrying about what you don't have. If we only share meals with friends, he says, when we are excellent, then we aren't truly sharing life together. Sounds like some good small group exercises. <laughs> so my friend Karen Borncall, who was a neighbor in Baton Rouge for 10 years, is the one who posted this. And I know of her hospitality anxiety because I've seen it. And, and, uh, and several times Tom and I have gone back to Baton Rouge and said, called up and said, so is the Borncall B&B available? And there's always this kind of hesitation on the other end of the line. <sighs> because she knows that her house isn't perfect and that there's dust and that there's piles that need to be filed. And, and, but she, because she is gracious and authentic and welcoming, says, oh, come on. And we always have the best time. It's, it's a joy. And she is... A, the most gracious host I know, but I know it causes her anxiety. To me, it's a treasure how gracious and authentic and almost sacrificial that gift is that she gives us. How comfortable are you with your dust? We hide behind our dust, don't we? No, it's, the place is too messy. You can't come in. Or, no, my life is too messy. You can't come in. Have you ever thought how our house is like a metaphor for us? Mine is. It's always really pretty neat and tidy on the surface. Don't look too deep. It, I think it's that if I can get my house all kind of together, then I feel like I've convinced other people that I'm together, and maybe even myself. As the years have rolled by, I like to count in decades now, as the decades have rolled by, I've been able to put aside that mask of having to have it all together. And I've found that I'm really a bit scruffy and I think I'm okay with it now 
I've known that about myself, about my scruffiness for a while. But it's interesting when someone else acknowledges it. I got a note <laughs> from one of you after you had been to my house for a meeting and, and it was thanking me for just being real and not being all put together. <laughs> and I, I thought, oh no, what, what wasn't all put together? Um, I was seen. Now, it was seen through loving eyes. I mean, she was thanking me. But it's vulnerable to be authentic and welcoming and hospitable. If, if we had had to protect ourselves all, all the time, I wonder if there would be any relationship. Well, if you want to talk about the off-the-chart scruffy host, I think Zacchaeus is it. We don't know anything about his house, really, but we do know about him. And he is messy. He, he was a Jew who had gone to the other side. He was a traitor. He had sold himself out to the Roman Empire so that he could gain stature and power and stature, <laughs> stature and power and wealth right? And he lorded it over all those other folks. He was hiding behind a mask of having it all together. But isn't it interesting that when Jesus was willing to come, he invited him immediately. Now, in truth, it's probably because he had something to show off. He probably actually, Mrs. Mrs. Zacchaeus probably wasn't upset because they probably had so many slaves that the, the place was amazing. But Jesus came and he let him in. Not to his house, but in here. He experienced a welcome that was completely accepting If Jesus came to your house today, would you let him in? The problem with Jesus coming to your house, the, his, his welcome is that that welcome in just moments gets turned around and it's a welcome to us. Only it welcomes all of us, the whole thing. And we have to decide if we're going to receive that welcome, if we're going to be present with Jesus in all of our dust. Then the, the next step even gets you further because assuming you receive Jesus' welcome and are standing there in all your dust and piles that need to be filed and everything else that you wanted to close the door on, then... The question is whether or not you will extend that wide welcome to yourself. How comfortable are you with your dust? Friends, scruffy hospitality 
changes people. It changed Zacchaeus. It it only took one verse. The next verse is where Zacchaeus, because he was seen and loved, the one who was the, the thief and the power monger and the masquerader said, I'll give my wealth to the poor. I'll give back fourfold anything that I took wrongly. See, because he had been seen in his dustiness, he was able to be free, able to love, able to let go of the power status that he had to hold in front of his face, to hide behind. Are you willing to extend a wide welcome to yourself? Last weekend, I was on retreat at Mo Ranch at the Women's Conference, and, and I went to a workshop that was called Breathe, Welcome, Transform. It was led by, by a PCUSA ministerial candidate and spiritual director, Deanna Hollis. And in that workshop, she invited us to breathe into God's presence and then do a body scan from head to toe, feeling what we feel in our body, just noticing pain, tension, fear and when we when we feel something there then of all things we welcome it we see it with compassion that aching shoulder that body that's falling apart seeing it with compassion and Deanna sees this as the seed of compassion that will change the world. In a world that is fragmented and isolated and masqueraded, compassion for self ends up flowing out to others. I have been changed by scruffy hospitality. When I was an intern at, um, in the chaplaincy program at Parkland, I received a wide welcome. I had spent really all of my life hating myself, but in particular my tears. I hated my tears. They would come at the wrong time. They, my passion, they betrayed my passion. They um, were angry. They were uncontrollable. I absolutely hated them. They were the enemy. Now, I don't know if you know, but chaplains aren't supposed to cry because it takes, it can take the focus off of the patient and make it about the chaplain. You don't want that. So here I am at a stalemate. What in the world am I supposed to do? Hello? And my supervisor, John Opio, who is this this tall, welcoming African guy, and he said to me, Ellen, 
What if tears are a gift? What if tears are a gift? Six words. Six words transformed me. What if tears are a gift? A gift? Are you kidding? Oh, wait, but what if they are a gift? I can tell you, without those six words or some experience like it, I would not be a pastor. I had to get past that. I had to learn to love myself. Do you see that I, I was welcoming my tears, something that I hated? Can you extend a wide welcome to yourself? The world needs scruffy hospitality. In a world that's increasingly isolated and masqueraded, I wonder if one life at a time, just like Zacchaeus and Jesus, just like John Opio and me, the world might change. What if at Canyon Creek we got... We welcomed our dustiness enough that we could create a safe place for others who are dusty and who are dying for love. It might just save a life. Let us pray. O God of grace, of a wide, wide welcome, We come as we are. Thank you for receiving us. Help us to receive ourselves. That your work may be done, that your healing would be done in us, that through our compassion it would leak out to the world. In Christ's name, amen.